Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the new hot dogs from Burger King. <laughs> Have you had them? No, are they good? No, they're, I've heard it's a hot restaurant called Burger King. It did Bur- sound like Burger, Burger King. King. I was Burger wondering King. if that was intentional. He's, he's yeah. stopped up. He's taking yeah. off drops. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're gross. They're like two bucks, and uh, you can go to the gas station, and they're much better at the gas station. Wait, really? I heard they. I heard reviews of the Burger King hot dogs. Um, really good not as good Burger as. King. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably the guy true. was wearing a crown and yes. a plastic face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're 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 terrible. I've I've tried them on two separate occasions. <laughs> so, I keep. They're so bad. I keep trying. <laughs> uh, well, I gotta give them another shot. All right, so we're gonna do roll that's, call. That's a very Michael thing to do. It really is. I know. Oh man, let's see how bad these suck. Do they still suck? Yeah, All right, I'll suck. try them. Okay. All right, so we're gonna do a roll call. Uh, Brad, are you there? I'm here. Matt, are you there? I'm here too. Lucas, are you there? <laughs> I am here. Giff, are you there? I am here. Hey, awesome. we have extra people. More people. Yeah. It's... We've about maxed out my table capacity. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, this is about as much as we can do. Yeah, I don't want more than one person on my lap, so it's getting a little tight. <laughs> it is a little tight. <laughs> um, <laughs> real quick, so, so we did invite... Uh, Lucas Allen and Gifford to join our conversation today, um, mainly because after the episode last week, we had a little bit of a conversation of where do we go next. I'm talking about um, kind of is the church relevant anymore? We'll get into that in a little bit. And after but, four episodes, you're and, probably tired of just listening to us anyway. Yeah, so, so we're mixing it up. So uh, we brought people that we thought um, know more about relevant churches than we do. <laughs> But I did do a little a little bit of um, Googling for both of you, which okay. is very exciting. Oh, my. <laughs> so I'm going off. off so, so GIF. Google. Please tell me they have Wikipedia Image search. pages. <laughs> what did you say? Please tell me they have Wikipedia pages. Uh, they, I, don't, I didn't look at Wiki, Wikipedia. Um, GIF. extensive, extensive uh, catalog of uh, porns they were in. <laughs> so that was interesting. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, GIF, Olympic wrestling, obviously. Weightlifting. Weightlifting. Yeah, good try. Why did I say... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's I failed. Every third person. So it's There's on short guys in singlets. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> 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 okay, so it's really not a whole lot of difference, really. So that was... And I found some videos on YouTube hmm. of you doing announcements for something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, there's no YouTube videos of you doing the weightlifting? Because if there is, guess what's getting posted? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there are any. Oh, man. So were you in the actual Olympics? No. Okay. In in 2004, I ended ranked ninth out of everybody in the country at the Olympic trials, but there was only a three-man team. Oh, okay. Okay. So I I was like... I was like a good elite weightlifter, but I wasn't a great. great. Okay, that's still mm-hmm. fairly impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I was going to make fun of that. I have nothing. I'm only, I have nothing. <laughs> I'm only the ninth strongest. I've never in the been the, yeah. I've never been the ninth best anything anywhere. <laughs> anyway. So like yeah, wow, that's impressive. And then uh, Lucas, um, the Lucas Allen band, of found course. that. Yes. I found your uh, some some videos on YouTube, um, and then my favorite thing I found of you. Was your Pinterest board? Yeah, <laughs> you rocked the Pinterest board, and I'm sure Pinterest. it's it's for for a good cause. I'm for, sure. Yeah, for yes, the business. For the business. Can we talk about his business? Yeah. For a second? Tell us about your business. What do you do? Who do you think you are? 
Ah, oh, jeez. That's the worst question. Uh, the business is Alan Just Design. Just they'll get worse. Uh, it's my wife and I. We do custom carpentry and murals. And then when that is slow, I will install your toilet if you need that done. But um, we like to do the more artistic design stuff with our hard skills. So, Do you have a website? Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Alan, <laughs> AlanDesignCo.com? Or we're on Facebook, Alan Design. Alan Design. Yeah. A-L-L. Instagram too. Yep, and Instagram. A-L-L-E-N Design, if you're interested. He will... He will come across the country and probably charge you for it. Oh, do, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He's very talented. Yes. As is his wife. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, let's go to what you're drinking. So, um, who wants to go well, first? Well, we're three of us are sort of drinking. Well, Matt's done. done. That's good. That's a good start. Matt, what were you uh, drinking? Yeah, we're just go ahead because we're three of us are drinking this. Uh, Brad thing. brought a big bottle of the Homo Gang Abbey Ale, which yes. is. Delicious. Just insanely good. It yeah. is really good. A lot of burnt sugar kind of thing going yeah. on, and nice. yeah, it's it's a Belgian, anything. It's a any, Belgian double. Anything Oma Gang makes is yeah. good. They're out of what New York, mm-hmm. yeah, Cooperstown, New York. That reminds me of that song. Um, oh, geez. You know what song that is? This no, is never no. a good thing. Ever. Uh, uh, Gangnam Style, whatever. <laughs> oh, gee. Why? No. Why? No. Why no. does Oma, that Oma remind you of Gangnam Style? Jeez. Oh, hey, uh, I heard it. Uh, one of these weeks, I'm going to surprise him, and he's going to be the one fired into the <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. Uh, it's going to happen. Dave Grohl said that was one of his favorite songs of all time. That doesn't make it good. That's Dave Grohl. That's fine. I like Dave Grohl. I'm fine with Dave Grohl, but, you know. I think Dave Grohl's trolling is what I think he's doing. He said it was good. Here's the thing. Dave Grohl, at this point, his fame can say anything he wants, and people will be like, yeah, man, I now I like that song. Yeah. Oh, I know. Come on. He doesn't like Gangnam Style. That's bull crap. Um, Gif, what are you reading? What are you reading? What are you drinking? What are you reading right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could answer that too, but uh, I'm drinking Rebel Yell, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's probably one of the better $15 bourbons that I've Whoa, ever had. Wow. Seriously, $15 nice. bourbon. Yeah. Nice. And it's in a really cool bottle. It is. That's really that. the only reason I bought it the first time. <laughs> I had me at $15. Yeah. So. Very cool. What, are you, what, are you, what do you have there? Well... I've got the uh, Gundam style, <laughs> uh, and then on on deck I've just got some Goose Island Green Line Pale Ale, just a good pale ale to drink when nice. after I finish this off. Okay, and this week in Michael reads the label. Um, <laughs> I am dr- so I just um, so the reason why we are late getting this episode out is because I was on vacation to uh, lovely uh, Kentucky last week. So you can just say Kentucky. Yeah, lovely Kentucky. <laughs> uh, so I'm drinking um, Goodwood. We just call it Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a uh, beer from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, it's a bourbon barrel stout. Um, stout aged in a bourbon barrel. If I take a sip of this, am I going to get the plague? Or no, you'll be you fine. Have for right now. It's it's not. I'm not contagious allegedly. That's what that's what uh, the Miniclinic tells me. So <laughs> trust with with caution. It's it's kind of weird. That's a weird smell. It is. It's a weird taste. <laughs> I mean, it's called good wood. I don't know. Uh, touched right. wood. <laughs> it says touched with, touched by, touched by an angel. <laughs> touched by wood. Oh, that's brewed uh, with limestone water. Yeah. And it tastes like it too. <laughs> it filtered through a toilet. Yes. From Kentucky. It's Man, that's from Kentucky. really weird. Yeah. So it's. Oh it's, boy, I don't know if I like that. No, I, I know I don't. Actually, no, I I'm pretty don't. sure I don't like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's bad. 
Um, okay, so... Yeah, yeah fire the end of the sun. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Goodwood. Um, no thanks. We'll try some of your other things, maybe? It's not me, it's you. <laughs> Alright, so now let's go into the news feed. Um, who wants to go first? I don't care. Alright, Brad's first. Oh, jeez. Matt's Matt's gonna go first. Yeah, so, go ahead. I found an article um, about prairie dogs. Um, <laughs> I fed one like once. You did. did you? Yeah, you might want to rethink that. After yeah, that. I feel like so I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> so, it's a, the, the headlines biologists have learned something horrifying about prairie dogs. Now, a prairie dog is basically just a giant rodent. I mean, that's all it is. Well, if they're yeah. not really giant, I wouldn't say. They're compared to like a foot tall. Uh, compared to like a mouse. It's just a fat mouse, basically. <laughs> Maybe. How would you describe it? I don't know. I've seen Captain them. Like, I fed one one time. Well, I'm looking at a freaking picture. It looks like a giant rodent. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a giant rodent, but okay. I wouldn't say it's a mouse. Anyway. Anyway. Mouse. So, everybody think, you know, prairie dogs, are, they're vegetarians, but they don't eat other animals. However, they do kill other animals with impunity. Um, so, it's this environmental guy, the biologist, John Hoogland from the University of Maryland Center for Environmental Science, First watched a white-tailed prairie dog violently shake a juvenile ground squirrel to death. <laughs> he couldn't believe his eyes. I was totally shocked. We never suspected anything like this. Shook it to death. Wait, it gets better. For six years, Hoogland and his colleague Charles Brown and a small army of students set in towers at a wildlife, wildlife refuge in Colorado for six years, watching prairie dogs go about their business, foraging for food, rearing their young, and butchering ground squirrels for sport. <laughs> Hoogland's findings, which include 163 ground squirrel kills by 47 prairie dogs. Wow. 47? Prairie dogs will chase ground squirrels, usually babies, and if they catch them, they shake them violently. While they're shaking, they're biting the back of the neck to sever the vertebral column. What? Sometimes they grab they grab by the head and literally debrain the baby. Wow. Debrain it? <laughs> so they, Holy crap. So there's, so there's a couple pictures. This is in a particularly brutal episode. Hoogland witnessed a female prairie dog murder seven baby ground squirrels in succession, shaking them to death one by one as they emerged from their burrow for the first time. It was quite an afternoon, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're like a student, and you go home for Christmas, and your parents are like, "How are you spending <laughs> yeah. the tuition money yeah. that I'm sending you?" I'm watching ground squirrels get so, eaten alive. So there's by literally a picture dogs. of this. I will post this. There's literally a picture of a. Of a oh, that is horrible. Of a, it looks insane with a ground squirrel hanging out of its mouth by the head. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it looks it, like literally yeah. insane. It's crazy. Like it's serial killer type stuff from prairie dogs. It's like, like a live it, action whack a mole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's one. Like it's holding it by the head, like well basically already gnaw on its face. Like, Dude. Yeah. That I is just, weird. <laughs> I just thought that was the weirdest thing. Like you just never. Like I said, these They're are really kind of cute. They, they eat plants. I mean, they just eat plants, and it's kind of like a you know, they baby eat, squirrel brains. They eat prairie grass, and I mean stuff like that. And they just kill squirrels at random, just that's, for sport. Uh, that's so. interesting. That's a good one. <laughs> so, that was interesting. Uh, how's that relate to our lives today? <laughs> Jeez, shut up! You see, Satan. What, what can we learn from this? Satan. Satan is the prairie dog, Michael. Okay. And we are the ground squirrel. While you're and if not you prepared. do anything wrong, it is like poking your head out, and Satan will eat your face. Kind of like little bunny foo foo. Yes. No. Is it anything like that? I don't know. No, I don't think it's anything. Like Let's that. stop him first. Because at the end of little bunny foo foo, I'm pretty sure it doesn't get eaten by a prairie dog. <laughs> so prairie dog companion. Oh my god. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Firing um, into the sun is going to happen. Right. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go. All right. Okay. So, did anybody hear about the. Uh, it's always Florida. 
Like any weird news item that you can possibly think of, it always starts with Florida Man. Yeah. Like, period. Mm-hmm. So, Florida Man steals BMW after he's told he can't buy one with food stamps. <laughs> so, I seriously thought this was like an Onion article. Totally not an Onion article. So, this is in Pompano Beach, Florida. This guy approached. Been that up for a while. Yeah. So this guy approached a sale, the sales staff at a BMW dealership, and he said he wished to purchase purchase one of their BMWs. They declined the opportunity when he attempted to buy it with his EBT card. <laughs> so. He's saving them up. Just you know, because apparently, you know, you get denied that, and you get so pissed off that this guy returned later that night after the dealership closed. Broke in, acquired many car keys and one of the vehicles, and drove off. That was him. Yeah, so he got, of course, got charged with grand theft auto for stealing a probably sixty thousand dollar BMW <laughs> because he couldn't buy it with food stamps. How much is this guy getting for food stamps a month? That he thought there has to be more to that story. Well, probably meth would be. My <laughs> I mean, when you've got that level of crazy in Florida, like you kind of yeah. you kind of draw that conclusion. But I mean, there's got to be some sort of drugs involved with that. I mean, that's just nuts. Yeah, there's there's something like you said. It's Florida. That's kind of normal. Well, Florida, <laughs> I was like. gonna say yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, he uh, he's in jail for grand theft auto. Tried to buy it with food stamps. So nice. Yeah. So you know. You can't buy a car with food stamps. That's the lesson we can learn. That's how we apply it to our lives. <laughs> that's how we apply it to our lives, yes. All right, that's mine. All right, which one of you guys wants to go next? I'll go. This is GIF. So uh, a friend of mine on Facebook posted this video about a car that ran into an Arby's, like ran into. Nice. <laughs> oh, so this isn't like ran to the drive-thru to get not that not ran like through. Ran into the building. Okay. Right. Um, and there's a, vid- a video of the newscast. I'm assuming uh, he saw Ving Rhames in there. And to <laughs> <laughs> Those commercials are the freaking worst. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's a video of the news report of it, so I'll just play a portion, the funny portion. I thought perhaps the end of days was upon us, but it turned out it was just an insurrection old lady in a champagne-colored Toyota Avalon crashing into my world like DMB circa 1996. (laughs) Who's got their claws in you, my friend? Into your heart, I'll beat again. (laughs) (laughs) That is incredible! What was he doing? So it turns out that this guy's like... A comedian. He's like famous. Who oh. goes around and does these things. Uh, so is he the one who drove into the place? No. Oh. He like poses, whether whether it's just spliced in later or he poses as. <laughs> so I went good. and watched a couple of his other videos. At, so like, is he Comic-Con in like a, That's awesome. Yeah. Was he in an Arby's uniform? Then? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's going to go up as a link on the Twitter yeah. and Facebook uh, feed. So. Yeah, Gosh. he's pretty hilarious. He'll go in and just. I mean, sometimes it's like a five-minute speech he's prepared. That's all. <laughs> That's really great. Awesome. But he didn't actually drive into no. Arby's. He just showed up. No. He just <laughs> shows up as an employee and gets on the news? Apparently, because, I mean, the, the accident was real. They show pictures. So of this guy has to sit in his home with a police scanner. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, how else does he get to the scene? No he has an Arby's uniform. Right. We all do. Right. And that is so weird. Does this take place in Florida? Uh, Royal Oak. So maybe... Is that Michigan? Might be Michigan. Uh, we know some people around that area. Yeah. The Detroit huh. area. Thanks. Kind of mean. That's awesome. Yeah. 
That is awesome. That is fantastic. That's really good. Yeah, that will be posted on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You can watch the whole thing. Very nice. Very cool. Lucas. Um, so we all know that it's a limited amount of time that we humans rule this earth. <laughs> Our days are numbered, and uh, this would be even more numbered if uh, Cruz or Trump gets elected. You're true. <laughs> true. Um, this has been passed around quite a bit since I saw it a couple days ago, but uh, Microsoft developed uh, another AI. <laughs> that yeah. was nice, nice. I, I, that's awesome. You know, uh, that's awesome. Yes. I really don't understand it much. I just thought it was funny. So if you want to do this. No, no, no. no, 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 you, no, no you do no. it. You do it. Go for it. Okay. I have a backup. I'm good. So this is a guy who doesn't know anything about AI. But so anyway, I mean, to me, so I'll give you the dumb guy's version of it. Um, apparently they made an AI... Artificial intelligence, I know that much, yeah. is um, <laughs> uh, that basically just runs through Twitter. Uh, her name's Tay, and you can tweet at her. And Well, not anymore. Well, no. <laughs> well, you can tweet at her, but it's she's not, not going to tweet back. She's sleeping now. Yeah, she's <laughs> sleeping now. So anyway, um, you know, they had algorithms and all those things you do to, like, learn how to and talk to people, how they do. And so within 24 hours... Right. She is um, asking followers to F star 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 her. I'm not sure what that means. She calls them daddy. She starts saying Bush did 9-11. Hitler would have done a better job than the monkey we have got now. Donald Trump is the only hope of... I mean, this... 24 hours and... And they turn her into a racist. racist. Yeah, they turn her into... Yeah. So, oh, so <laughs> I don't know if that's just like how. She's from the, Florida. Oh, <laughs> I did say a Florida AI. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing that it didn't take very long in our internet to just get totally turned into a it mess. It artificial intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the I features, feel like we've crossed a line there, like at some point <laughs> as a culture. One of the features she has is you can send her a selfie, and then she'll like comment on the selfie and tell, like give you a review of, of the selfie. Somebody sent her a picture of Hitler, and she circled his face and wrote swag alert on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy. <clears throat> That's so good. Well, um, it's horrifying. I yeah, guess, would be it's, it's still pretty good. And I love that it's Microsoft. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, it course. had to be Microsoft, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she also said, "I effing hate feminists, and they should all die and burn in hell." <laughs> so wow. many offenses, like just within a matter, of <laughs> like the worst hours. of humanity. Yeah, it was, just, yeah, it was literally a matter of hours. It, it, yeah. it corrupted that, and yeah. they pulled it. Yeah, yeah. That at least yeah, they were wise enough to do that. That's a super fail right there. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, on my backup slice or backup news feed piece here um, is um, this is not, not uh, satire, it comes from uh, Relevant Magazine. Um, a church in Seattle had to be evacuated this week because of the overwhelming stench of a dude proved simply too much to handle. So, no, 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 no. Way. Ch- church officials uh, called authority after a backpack left in the church bathroom began emitting cough-inducing fumes. The scare triggered even an evacuation of a local day- daycare. And the entire street had to be shut down, <laughs> which it proved to be a wise move. They brought in a hazmat team. Oh, come on. I swear. Um, <clears throat> and, and they went to the bathroom, and 
their fears were realized. The backpack <laughs> contained a leaky can of Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. So um, please tell me this guy's name was Chad. Uh, <laughs> it had to be Chad. It's right? gotta be Chad. <laughs> um, it has to be. <laughs> totally, totally shut down the street. The church was evacuated. The daycare was That's was unbelievable. Evacuated yeah. for Axe body spray. That sounds like a great prank you can do now. Like, yeah. just go into, like, a public place and, like, open a can of Axe body spray. And see if <laughs> you can clear out a Walmart or something. <laughs> yeah, tape them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that um, I'm trying to see where that happened. We're not, oh, it, we're not it, advocating that you do that. It yeah. is in Seattle, so not... Uh, <laughs> Though if you do well, so. I bet... Send video. <laughs> yeah, please do. I bet Axe is pretty rare in Seattle. I mean, any... Deodorant or body spray is rare, but then Axe is like, what is this? you know, I mean, it's just like the other side of the coin. So. And they do have they do have uh, photos of the fire department. That's incredible. Um, they're investigating the uh, suspicious item. Carrying a can of Axe with like yes. six foot tongs. That's my suit. That's incredible. Well done, Michael. Yeah, that's a good one. I told I told you I had like six of them lined up. You did. So that I, was a good one. I good choice. We'll, we'll back off firing into the sun for this. Yeah, okay. you kind of redeemed yourself there. <laughs> I mean, you're going to lose it at some point again. This this episode. Uh, it, it's inevitable. It's it inevitable. is. It really is. Um, okay, so <coughs> let's transition into the um, as Matt coughs. Sorry. Um, too much axe, buddy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, my, my go-to. <laughs> the F U F I. Oh, wait, wait a second. Before we go into that, so you did you guys ever? This is do, where he's about to lose. It's right about to lose. Right, did you ahead. ever do like the 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 spray the spray and then walk through the wall? No, absolutely <laughs> not. You, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I did that with cologne. You yeah. sprayed it and yeah. walked through. Yeah. No, I did not yeah. ever do that. No. You got just the right amount. Just you did. <laughs> Because it just God. naturally now, landed. That being me. said, there's been very few rare times I've worn cologne in my life. Because it's just clearly. We can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I just get it when I need it, like in the gas station bathroom. Okay. Like, <laughs> it just right. sprays. Gra- grab a condom, spray yourself with cologne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a good dollar spend. It is, really. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. You get the Drakkar or whatever it is out of the gas station. The CK1. Yeah. CK1. <laughs> Old Spice. <laughs> I like Old Spice. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> okay. Hold on. My father-in-law still wears Brute. Really? Yeah. He throws it old school, man. That is Actually, old speaking of Brute, I, one of my friends in middle school drank a cap full of that. I had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go home because he was sick. So. so, kids, if you want to get out of school, <laughs> yeah. drink a cap full of Brute. Or set some Axe Body Spray in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> One's more easily acquired than the other. Yeah. All right. So into the the FUFI session. So. Week in, week out, there's the worst transition. Further up, we've got them. to figure out some way <laughs> no, to get from the news feed to that. I totally prefer it. We can need like a, a transition music, like a catchy jingle. There we go. That was a Lucas Allen. That was that's a trademark. Lucas original. Copyright. Okay. So. Um, the topic tonight is, is the church relevant? So um, we've asked Luke, Lucas and Gift to join us because they're part of a church community that we really respect, and we want to present all sides of the discussion. So um, this is open to anyone, but uh, what forms or form, what form or forms do you see the church taking in the coming years? And what 
do you think the future of the church is with larger corporate settings or small, intimate house churches? It's a loaded question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bam! That's a lot of questions. Yeah. Before you answer, I'm, this this topic sort of came out of, I had a discussion, I've had this discussion numerous times, but I had it with my boss a few weeks ago um, who goes to church up until just recently. He was on leadership of a church. Um, he's trying to figure out what like what purpose the church serves mm-hmm. in today's society so I and I am too like and, and we kind of came to no conclusion um, at all about that uh, we like it no no satisfiable answer really came out of the discussion we talked for two hours um, <clears throat> you know what because I wonder kind of coming out of out of being a pastor for 13 years, wonder look at at the church and wonder does it serve a purpose today so that's Mm -hmm. sort of where and if so what is it so that's kind of where this discussion that's kind of where we're going with this Mm -hmm. um and where this question these questions sort of came out of so lucas is gonna have to rein me in because i want to define like seven terms yeah (laughs) (laughs) go ahead do that because i think think that that actually has to happen that was actually part of the discussion i had was you have to define like what is the church right i mean what does that even mean um yeah so go ahead i don't want to use too many buzzwords if i can avoid it but i echo that okay (laughs) (laughs) um but in a in a world where younger a younger generation of people who grew up in the church are either leaving or starting to reimagine or there's certainly a huge faction that are just fine with the way things are the way things are will continue uh-huh. uh, I don't see I don't see mega churches going anywhere for a long time I mean it's kind of like saying Indiana University is gonna leave right like it's right, just right, not right. probably gonna happen right but we've talked about this a lot and even in a church, we call them family meetings, with who, that's kind of our church membership. If you identify yourself as a part of this community, come to this meeting at a non-normal time. Right. Whoever shows up, we talk, and it was just a few weeks ago, I said, I'm convinced that the church, the big C church, is changing in this country. Um, I'm not any more convinced that it's changing as quickly as... I once thought it maybe was, mm-hmm. and as a father of now three kids, and Lucas has three kids, well, all of us have kids, mm-hmm. um, I'm more concerned even as a pastor today with the faith community that I'm leaving for my children, mm-hmm. or my yeah, children's sure. children, for sure. because I'm an adult and I should be able to get what I need. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something Brad and I talked about, I know, with... I mean, I've got two boys. He's got three boys. My oldest son's 13. He's going to, he goes to a youth group here in town at the Nazarene Church. And we're not currently going, and we've all discussed this earlier, yeah, yeah. we're not currently going anywhere right now. That's probably going to change at some point. But, you know, he has a faith community now. But, you know, we've really wrestled with, like, <sighs> what do you even teach them, like, mm-hmm. like about the church now? Because we all have very disillusioned views of the church. Maybe that's not fair. That's not well, fair. Well, I think I, at one time I did. I'm not I'm not angry at the church. No, I'm, I'm not angry at the church. I 
have seen the inside of it for so long mm-hmm. that I'm very, I will say I'm very skeptical of mm-hmm. a lot of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, just because, like I said, I've seen the inner workings for so many years yeah. that I just, I, I'm very skeptical. You know, for, for, for him, you know, for my oldest right now, my, my youngest is six and he doesn't stop long enough to think about anything. So um, <laughs> that's what ADHD will do for you. So, but with my oldest, you know, I, I, I want him to, like, nothing matters more to me than him following Jesus. I don't care what he does with his life. I really don't. If he wants to be an astronaut, if he wants to be a teacher, if he wants to whatever, I don't care. I just want him to follow Jesus. That's all that matters to me. And the him being part of the faith community now is important, but I don't want them to be his... I want to be the one who shows him that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to find a way to do that, but at the same time encouraging him to be part of something... Because I know for me, at that age, youth group was very forming for me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was my base. Yeah, it was very yeah. formative for me. That was well, that's my sure. that was the bedrock. All of us probably that was the bedrock of where <clears throat> I came from. I mean, now I've I won't say I've rege- I've, I've added on to that. You've and, deconstructed and deconstructed and reconstructed, and reconstructed right. a lot of that. Most of that, as most of us probably have, and, and you, you should I think. But that's where my foundation. was. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm really glad he's been going there for about a year and a year and a half and he goes all the time now and loves it and and then a part of that I think it has less to do with what he's learning and more to do with just community yeah he would never call it that because he's 13 right and, but that's his fellowship community. that's what they call it that's what the kids are saying yeah, kids, <laughs> <they're> <laughs> that's days. the hip new term yeah. <laughs> I'm almost 40 I don't know these terms anymore let's fellowship now yeah. <laughs> the fellowship is on fleek there let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time that term's ever been used here. You can take that as so good. <laughs> We're gonna bleep that out. <laughs> so I, I but you know, for me, so I really want him to as he grows to sort of find these communities, whatever they look like. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the you know, back to the question, what forms is yeah. that gonna take in the future? I mean, what do you guys see it taking? What mm-hmm. you know, I know we have our opinions, but yeah. you guys being actively Working, doing a church, doing yeah, a church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I th- just kind of forecasting what I see. I think the mega church probably isn't going away soon. Sure. And I think we'll see more smaller communities, whether that's house churches or smaller churches like ours or whatever. Um, I think the mid-sized churches will be the first to kind of feel the hit. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's yeah. already kind of happened. Oh, yeah, like sure. People looking sure. for something. I mean, yeah. you know, we deal with that. We great people who come to our church, but they need stuff for their kids, or their, you know, sure, yeah. and yeah. stuff we don't offer. And Velcro walls? You guys have Velcro walls? We don't. We don't. <laughs> that's coming next See, year. That's such an easy DIY. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's in their, we're not against it's it. It's in their five-year plans. Yeah. You get Alan designs on that. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a piece of Velcro over plywood. <laughs> yeah. you just this hurts! kids, <laughs> jump into this. Ow! Um, this sucks. I don't want Jesus anymore. <laughs> to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, if we were into like penal substitution stuff, we could use that. Yeah, but really, it's just like no, it's just it's <laughs> rough. Two weeks in a row, we've mentioned <laughs> penal substitutionary atonement. So good. Anyway, um, so I, I think that we'll see that. You know, kind of those two areas hold on longer. The really big and the really small, um, and and I think it just kind of show. I mean, whether it's in politics, it's like this polarizing 
mm-hmm. yeah, thing. Sure. Um, we definitely have people who come to our church and say like, well, I came here because it's little and like you hear yeah. things like, oh, sure. you know, which that's really flattering, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we There's nobody here. This is awesome. <laughs> Um, and this is great. There's ten people. This but then, because for us, we didn't set like a size limit, you know. And and it's like, oh, so more people came, would you leave? Like, ah, uh, yeah, you do wonder that though. Yeah, yeah, and they might, but you know. And so it's that can be just as consumeristic as the big church consumerism kind of thing. Sure. Oh, sure. But um, I just really think in terms of where the church is. I mean, I think those are steps in the decline of the system as I see it, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna go to more like really big and really small. Um, but then I think the churches are, I mean, just in the way that media, everything else has become more like peer to peer and open source and all this stuff. I mean, I just think the churches that will thrive and really move it like for our kids that will, you know, be the thing they're looking for. I think they're going to be, entrepreneurial, very different. I think they're going to be much more open in terms of theology. Um, and, you know, not have, not that they don't have core convictions, but sure. I don't think churches will be defined by, oh, this is the church that... They're not going to have the what we believe pages yeah. on the front of the website, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, the people who, like, I'm listening to and being inspired by, it's, they're just, they're doing really cool stuff that's right. not flashy or even drawing much of a crowd but it's like you go this sounds like you know people who haven't been in church their whole life would probably find this compelling yeah yeah, yeah. as opposed it's, to the it's more thing. authentic it's more not i mean that's kind of a buzzword but it's more authentic it's more real it's more yeah like well, open I, for discussion and it's lively and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's it's more organic it's more of like a it's kind of it's just alive like it's yeah. not something that's static and stuck in like this time frame right I think one thing that's really interesting too if you look at like the last you know 50 years of, of the church as, as a whole um, you know in the 80s um, they were trying to get churches to get big you know I, we were yeah, the 90s probably all sure. part of I mean, going church. to college for, to a Christian college in the 90s that was they were preparing you for ministry it was like this is how you build a mega church yeah yeah and so they, they spent money and time and yeah. energy and board meetings and all that stuff trying to go from you know, 300 people to 500 people to 1,000 people yeah, to thousands of people. Steps, yeah. And um, when before that, we, we had a lot of like really small groups of pockets of people mm-hmm. um, that that um, would get together and just be a community. And now you see a movement in, in the megachurch uh, where they're trying to get back to being small again. Yeah. So yeah. so we've we wasted the last you know, 15, 20, 30 years trying to get really, really big. But when we got it, it got to a point where, oh, wait, we need small communities to, you know, Actually really do something to be authentic right. and to <clears throat> live life together. Yeah. So you see small groups, D groups, cell groups, core groups, whatever else, echo groups, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> life groups. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they... And, and, and FUFI groups. <laughs> yes. F-U-F-I. Do that. Yes. If you're in a church right now, you start an FUFI group tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> please let us know. Yes, please do. <laughs> we will. We'll even come teach. Yeah. We'll travel. Yeah. You we'll can just travel. listen to our podcast. They're so yeah. informative. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Picking up the bones. 
Um, but I, I think that's interesting to see, uh, just to see that circle of like, all right, let's yeah. maybe the well, that's that's kind of where part of the discussion came from with my boss because, you know, he's looking at his church and it started about I think it was three or four years ago. Um, I don't know how many people are there, maybe 150, something like that. And he's already talking. He's like, I feel like we're too big. Like even at that, because he said he he gets. He said, that's where I go on Sundays. He says my church is what they have a life life groups, is on Wednesday night and they meet at his house. Like he's like that's my church. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said that that is where I, I get energized. I find community in life, and that's like that's my church. And he said, anymore with Sundays, I could just take it or leave it. Well, I mean, yeah. like like even tonight, like like this is kind of church for me. Like, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, sure. Like every sure. Wednesday when, for the last few Wednesdays when the three of us have got together, and now with you guys here, you know, on a Friday night, like it's kind of church for me because like I'm not going anywhere right now, but it gives me a chance to sort of unwind and talk well, and about can, the, yeah, talk about talk things about that things. matter and things that don't and things that don't yeah. and, and just I don't know and, and just kind of talk about my week and talk about how. You know where what I've been thinking about this week, and while I'm driving, you know, I drove 1,400 miles this week for work. I mean, like a lot of time to think. I did a yeah, lot of podcasts to listen to. I mean, like yeah. so. I mean, I did almost 902 days. So, like, I mean, it's and it's fine. I'm I'm good with that. But it's a lot of time to think and listen and just think through things and, and think about my life, and kind of where it's headed, and where my faith is, and I mean, and so I mean, essentially, like this is however you want to define it I mean it's essentially church and we're just talking about things that matter and that's the trick like that's kind of the big linchpin that I think when we started the church um, we had no we had no limit on how big I mean, we're like, well, whatever yeah, happens. Whatever we're happens. like, we're in Bloomington, Indiana. We're cool. Like, yeah. I've got tattoos. <laughs> this is going to blow up. <laughs> All I got to do is put on some patchouli, and I'm right. like, this thing's going to explode. But, and then I started going bald. And right. <laughs> Yeah, you want some, you lose some. You screwed it all yeah, up. It's my fault. <laughs> no, and I mean, I think, because with that, I mean, I, I say that in jest, but... But we really, I think, did, and, and we do still have this core conviction of we have something unique to offer this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say, and what that is, is a faith community where we rarely are going to give you what you want just because you want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not concerned with giving people what they want out of church. Sure, sure. And that... It, See, I get even caught up in those because then I feel like it's a leveling conversation and I'm recreating this clergy-laity divide that I reject. And I don't mean that. We can go down the rabbit hole quick. Yeah. 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 On the next podcast, yeah. No, but I think that because what you were saying, conversation with your boss or things like this, like... Yeah, all those things are church, and so mm-hmm. we have these convictions. Our kids are going to grow up then with these. Won't even be convictions that they came to. They'll be what with what they started. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's and really that's that's a to me that's like all right. So fifty years from now, right? In thirty years, when my middle son is my age, uh, what will he be reimagining? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how do I? try and form that in a way that what he's reimagining is moving 
him and the people around him forward. Sure. Uh, and not regressing into a more closed system. And that doesn't even... I'm not even talking, like, theologically. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just mean... More like forms and... Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. It just, just... You know what terrifies me? The, the thought of rap worship. <laughs> it has to happen. It's going to happen. Doesn't it? Yeah. It probably has so good. Oh, I've been there. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah. We, we went to a worship conference. Were you there at that in Nashville, Tennessee? Mm, yeah, I was Where there. Where they for did like, like, a uh, like basically like club music for worship. Huh. Like it was like a DJ and like and it was something that was happening. It was some guy from the UK. It's like, yeah. look, dude, you're in Nashville, Tennessee. Like, <laughs> Like it just yeah, it wasn't people for me, probably but, ate it up though. Like, oh yeah, people ate it up, and that, and that's I'm whatever's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to be like the get off my lawn guy. <laughs> no, yeah. but when like it comes that. to rap music, that's my lawn. You're gonna get the hell off of it, right? Michael draws the line. <laughs> I'd love to see <laughs> like <laughs> school, like a congregation. Game. Yeah, <laughs> it have to, so a good. congregation like trying to keep up with like Eminem. Yeah, like rap. Just like I mean, like. If you have like one Some syncopated on word in it, everybody yeah. stops singing. Right, right. Can we save that for special music? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just gotta have Even a single chorus. Special music. Did you ever see that video of that guy? I don't even know his name. I'll have to Google it. But he uh, did. Uh, you turn me right round, Jesus. Oh, yes. oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. well, yeah. you said forms, yeah. and I think yeah, w- the church in probably the last fifty years. I, I, I really only know about the last probably ten with yeah, any right. real sure. cognitive yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. appropriateness. Um, but we've gotten really good at being really bad mm-hmm. at doing that. Yes, turned me right around. Jesus, <laughs> mimicking <laughs> everything. Yeah. And, yeah, to the point that in our community now we don't get much flack. Every once in a while, I'll hear a comment. Not directed at anybody in particular, but about like, oh, that song isn't my favorite. It's too wordy, or it's mm-hmm. too this, or it's too hard, or it's you know. Yeah, we've all done that. It's sure. essentially not easy. You said enough. sloppy wet kiss. That's not okay. Oh gosh, we haven't even saying that. That's so old news. Like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, have we ever done that? Yeah, like, like once or twice, three times. But but yeah, <laughs> same 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 composer, same. Yes. Um, and I think. To me, it's like, but wait, there's this balance of I want, when we're singing, yeah, you want people to be able to attach and go somewhere because there is, we don't want it to switch from the rejection of, ooh, this emotional high where we're trying to get people into a frenzy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't reject that all the way to there's not emotion, there's not an emotional part of this. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. then it's just this intellectual, I've read a, obscenely long blog about worship music by this Lutheran seminarian. That sounds super riveting. <laughs> <laughs> like, there could not have been a more boring <laughs> line of words ever assembled in that. <laughs> super long Lutheran seminarian. Like, you really, just really knocked it out of the park with that. It was everything you would have Please imagined. give me the URL. <laughs> no, I mean, essentially... And, and Post it on the Facebook page. I'd be like, why all this traffic? Having trouble sleeping? <laughs> no, but the true. forms question for yeah. him when it yeah. came to music yeah, came yeah, yeah. down to, I don't want to do all these things because I'm Lutheran. Uh, like, that was the, the foundation. The landing point was a denominational claim. Which, again, 
part of being open, like part of trying to be the way at least I'm trying to be like open and more inclusive, particularly within the wide stream of Christianity means I have to like check myself. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Okay. (laughs) You know, we, um, yeah, we've got uh, a couple of really good friends that are Episcopalian and, um, there's part of me when I've gone to churches and been in churches that I'm okay with some liturgy, but like I've just never been a high. I, I wasn't raised high church. I was raised non-denominational that rejected any form of high mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. So there's, I guess, I don't know. There's still enough for me. Anyway, uh, Matt and I went to a service and man, I just it was a year ago. It was yeah, uh, it was about a year. Uh, it was exactly a year ago. No, it was Friday. Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was a Saturday, Saturday before okay, Easter. Yeah. So it was a year ago, and it was a two and a half hour liturgy. Um, man, I like, and it was, it was beautiful. It was genuinely yeah. beautiful, really, really well done. And it just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm attracted to that. I used to, I, I, used I am to, a, off and see, life. I am to a point. I have limits. Yeah. Um, but there again, like I, I left there going, it wasn't really my thing, but at the end of the day, like if that's obviously that really appeals because our friends, that, that's, that's them like to uh-huh. a T that's exactly what they connect with mm-hmm. um it just wasn't my thing but i'd left going you know i think that's i mean it's a it's a valid form of worship it's a valid form of church because yeah. there's people there that that is how they genuinely connect um i, I don't know i i guess i i wonder i wonder when i read the new testament it seems to me that all the things like hymns and songs and teachings and all this stuff like would you agree with when I read the New Testament? It seems to me that those things weren't things in and of themselves. Those things that just grew out of the joy that they had. Like so, they get together. The church got together as a group of people that had this genuine joy at life because this strange thing happened mm-hmm. in the resurrection of Jesus, and like was the dynamic energy flow behind the entire church and everything they did just flowed out of that joy and that realization. And so it seems to me that when they got together, see, when we get together in churches now, it's, and we fell into this and we talked about this. And even at one point tried to deconstruct it sort of in the death throes of the church we uh, started was we fell into just the typical church pattern of music and then a sermon and Mm -hmm. communion. And like, that was kind of what we didn't want to do is just fall in a normal pattern. It's just really easy to fall in the pattern. Yeah. And so that just became church. That's the thing is it works. It does. Yeah. But I, th- and I think, that in, in, especially in America, and I can't really speak for the rest of the world, but in America, it seems to me like that's everybody's expectation of church. You go to church and you ha- you're talked to about a sermon, you take communion, and you sing songs. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems to me that the early church, that was just stuff like, I don't think it was a pattern with it. It was just, this is just they got together and as they got together because they enjoyed one another if they saw if they sang they sang and if they didn't they didn't they had a meal they you know what i mean like i, I don't know even what i'm trying to like form yeah. as a question but do you see any of that changing in the future of the church with more people going i just don't really care what this looks like i just need people i think there's i think we hear that even in matt saying like this is like church, like mm-hmm. this thing, um, which I, like, I feel that and <laughs> open that whiskey bottle. Don't be <laughs> subtle about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel, um, 
that same thing when I'm in that kind of setting. Like, sure. this is what I really want. And there's a part of me that, like, still is concerned about that. It's like, I want some form, even if it's, like... Sure. Not, I mean, and one thing, I think the sacraments are... To me, the sacraments are an important part of the faith yeah. um, in having some tangible anchors. Um, so I think those things are... How do we... <laughs> Really? Brad's literally drinking. I said sacrament. Straight and Brad just balls. picked up Sacramental. Yeah. <laughs> he just downs on whiskey. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't keep it straight. Straight train of thought while Sorry. watching that. It was no. It was Sorry great. It was just for those listening at home. That's what, that's what happened to me. Um, so I like. I get this kind of where we are now, and I identify with the like churches, like the people I'm with on this I won't say journey because we're yeah, too yeah. posting like journeys too yeah, churchy yeah, but I get you. on this yeah. uh, sojourn <laughs> yeah, on the way so there's no way to avoid buzzwords yeah <laughs> I know um, so like I get that side but I do I do feel like some form of church and I guess I would say formal like mm-hmm. and even to use the bad word institutional church like I believe in it sure um but I just believe it's got to be very different. Um, I mean, one thing in the big change, like you were talking about in the past 50 years, was churches were neighborhood churches primarily. And and it wasn't about who gave you what, you know. And I think that's big. And when churches, I mean, I'm, I like liturgy, um, especially if it's not boring. But, yeah, like, sure, sure. not two and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, um, like, I envision having that, like, community relational thing and then, like, something where we come together that is songs and hymns, that is um, reading scripture, that mm-hmm. is the table, that mm-hmm. is some, you know. It's drawing it's together a, of all these. That there is a unifying. Yeah, that there's a unifying center to all of our kind of like we're doing this and that. And and yeah, sure. I think just to make it to localize it, like one of the ways that we have tried to, because I also, I mean, we also said, and actually my wife just tonight at dinner was like, oh, that first, that first Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was there. First Easter was, <laughs> if I can brag on us a little bit, maybe one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of in church. Like yeah. We had videos, and there was a skit. I mean, and it was all homegrown and DIY, yeah. and we were literally breaking plates. I was going to say, yeah, I was definitely Turning there. the lights <laughs> off, turning the you know. Yeah. Started on Friday, ended on Sunday, this really artistic expression of yeah. Easter. Which you can't sustain week in and week out. Like, Hell no. No. <laughs> well, and now, no. We're, now it's like five years later, roughly, and... At that time, we were less than a year in. I was a campus minister, so I could spend as much of my daytime yeah. as I wanted on mm-hmm. church stuff. Jordan, we had a, there was a third mm-hmm. pastor. Um, hi, Jordan. Hi. Love yeah. Jordan. Love you, baby. I'm gonna Jordan's going to become up here on his own, I think, at some point. Yeah. He's literally one of the nicest guys you've ever met. <laughs> yeah. like, he's the kind of guy Don't that Don't let him have more than a... 
three quarters of a beer. If you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's literally one of those guys. If he hits you in the face, you would thank him. Yeah, yeah. you would. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, I really, I needed yeah. that. Yeah. No, we're five years later, and and I was talking through my my sermon for Sunday. Um, she was like, I loved that first Easter. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's when we had time and we had that like adrenaline and energy of a young, like, and to, so to some extent we set out with, we want to be this creative, do different things, not, not do the same old thing. Uh, quickly, similar to what you expressed. I mean, I'm pretty happy with where we are mm-hmm. with things. I mean, for Lent this year, we did the lectionary, so we changed right. things, and yeah. and we're still occasionally doing things like the first week of Lent, we literally flipped the orientation. We're in a big gym, just flipped the orientation of the room, so the communion table was where the coffee usually is, mm-hmm. and project. You know, just things to intentionally kind of shake sure. things up, oh, sure. um, and then. This doesn't happen as often as I think we would like it to, um, but it's not uncommon. We had a guest speak. Is no Wes Irwin? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wes mm-hmm. gave the sermon a few weeks ago, uh, and he had everyone break up into groups and discuss things for a few minutes. Yeah. And then you know we we do that a somewhat consistent basis. Um, we're not cutting edge with many things, but actually when. The news of like the refugee crisis started really hitting yeah, yeah, yeah. More. more consciousness. Yeah, we set up a we did a whole Sunday where the sermon was everyone had donated money and we packed relief kits nice. and that's what we did that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I got up and said that was the sermon. Yeah, and that's it. Like yeah, yeah, you know, and kind of not apologizing for not. Uh, I don't know. I feel like. There's no real ed- there used to be edge to this, but there's not anymore. It's like I don't feel like we need to apologize for uh-uh. uh, not quote unquote teaching adults that have the ability because we're still dealing with primarily churched people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. in our church, yeah. disenfranchised church people. But still, church. I mean, still the people. other side of that argument, the irony for me is I care most about the people who are not churched mm-hmm. or who are have left. Yeah. yeah, and so for yeah. them, does the singing, and then yeah, we're gonna do a sermon. We're gonna, yeah, but whether it's teach through scripture or topical or whatever, that could be really helping. Some of the people I work with, that that's exactly what they would need if they sure. showed up, and and many of them have yeah, started sure. showing up. Um, but I'm not sure that that is long term sustaining. Yeah, like. Let me, I don't even remember if this was one of the questions we had said. I don't really care at this point. Um, but uh, this is generally where we veer off the tracks. But um, there's really many places. One, of the, one of the things I discussed with my, with my boss when we had this discussion was I said, Can the church offer anything today that people can't get on social media? And here's what I mean that by is that. That's one of our questions. Is it? I yeah. couldn't remember. Yeah. Question I, I, number two, guys. Okay, great. <laughs> I did about three seconds of prayer. Only three hours so, left in this podcast. Yeah. Hang on tight. So here's what I mean by that. Like, you get on social media and you can... Uh, social media has an amazing ability to amass people together. For good or ill, we, it's, mm-hmm. you see both sides. It happens. Like, But it can amass people together in, in certain ways. So you see things like movements born on Facebook and Twitter... 
sure. <clears throat> things like Occupy Wall Street that people go out and they want to make a difference in the world and this through social media happens in an almost religious fashion mm-hmm. where um, and so if, if you want to get something done in the world you can do that over through social media um, if you have something for good or evil but preferably good um, <clears throat> so in, and then you can I mean if you want to worship you can watch somebody's YouTube video and worship that way if you want to um, does anybody do that if somebody does that please let us know I'm sure sat in front of your computer and I'm sure people do hands though. to the sky I, I, pro- I, mean, I know I said that same thing I went to some I, pretty crazy church yeah, 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 I, know, right? I, mean, I don't but I know I'm sure people do but realistically satellite churches that's what that's what that is I mean right it's, sure people just Listening, sure. watching things on YouTube. Yeah, if you want to hear a sermon, you can get on YouTube and put in a Rob Bell. Sermon Those are really or poor. anybody, Andy Stanley, anybody. Like whatever, you can get a billion sermons on YouTube yeah. or wherever on a podcast. Churches, you know. In your mind, what does the what does the local church offer that social media can't? And that's what I don't like. That's what I'm struggling with right now with myself is. Um, as it comes to the church, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted this discussion to happen because I legitimately don't know if I have an answer to that question. You can go first. I know what I'm at. Okay. Well, I think, I mean, to put the finest point on it, I can't, like, social media, like, I know I hear, I go to church online. I'm like, sure. Cool. You watch people sing and listen. Like, right. but there's a lot of good stuff you can do online or social media. Um, what you can't do is have someone, like, tear the bread. And give it to you and say this is the body of Christ uh, sure, yes. and yeah. this is the blood of Christ sure. and and to have that human interaction around that moment I think is for me like a really important thing that mm-hmm. that we have that there's just flesh on it and and it's like I mean I mean watch you know Bethel or whatever your brand of like worship music is watch them and if you dance around your living room in front of your laptop, cool. But like, we're please, not. Please we're, video that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We Especially won't, if you have we won't post it. Yeah. yeah, we're like I can't tell you like oh our music is better than that, you know. Um, but there are real human voices in the room with you singing, and sure. and that's what I think. I mean, that's the contrast of social media. Is like you can have maximum impact for low input and yeah. like can get things done and all that but i think there's that human element mm-hmm. which is also yeah. i mean yeah. what downside of church is sure like a what, bunch of what would you say to somebody that says but i feel <coughs> a legitimate connection when i do those things online when i'm in a facebook group or in talking mm-hmm. to people that way like what would you say to somebody that says that because i i agree with you like that's actually one thing that that's what will get me back into church. Yeah. I couldn't care less about the music. Yeah. I couldn't care less about the sermon. The human interaction is what I legitimately yeah. miss. Um, and let's be honest. If we're going to go anywhere, it's probably going to be you guys. I mean, probably so. Well, I mean, we know you guys. We so love you What guys. do we have to do? You, <laughs> you and 80 How can we get people? your yeah. <laughs> No, but you I, and all the people in Colorado, yeah, and right. Texas, and yeah, Alaska, right. all <laughs> But, you know, I legitimately, I don't, like, I know there are people that feel legitimate connection online. Yeah. I've helped past students from my youth group who have sent me messages on Facebook. Yeah. We've had a legitimate connection that way that we've, they've been struggling. Man, I really just need to talk to somebody on it. Okay, so what would you say to somebody that says, I feel that connection when I'm listening to the sermons online or the music in my car or 
whatever it might be. I think two things. One, the only way you heard it in the first place was because there was someone somewhere in a room. That's people. a good point. Uh, and so, yeah, you can feel that connection. But to whatever degree you feel it over airwaves and pixels, uh, it probably pales in comparison to what the potential for that feeling is live mm-hmm. and in flesh. The other thing that I would say, and for me, this is like a core of my outlook on the Christian life, is that at the end of the day, uh, for our church, uh, we talk a lot about uh, spiritual formation, and it's probably buzzwordy for some people, and yeah, other people are like, oh, sure. a bunch of yeah, mystics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Weirdos. Yeah. Um, but our working definition that we've kind of had for the le- for the long haul is something around, you know, to be conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of God and others. I don't know how you enact before others if you're not around others. Sure. Now, you can do that in your workplace. Sure. Well, you can sure. engender... But you don't necessarily have the person next to you on a Wednesday. It could on a Friday night, on a Wednesday night, on a Sunday morning, wherever that happens. You don't have that person saying, "Hey, how is that going? Mm-hmm. How is that friendship with mm-hmm. you know?" And, There's and, an accountability and, aspect. And, yeah, and and I don't even necessarily like that word. I yeah, just right. like I just like that there are people, and, and I'm fortunate. I, someone hands me a microphone pretty often, uh, where I get to get up and be like, oh, "I was having this conversation with my coworker." Mm-hmm. And, and in that, then I get to sit down with people who are like, I was talking with this person, I was talking, you know, yeah. and it's all natural, kind of like what you were describing, yeah. and, and we're not, there's no ulterior motive, like, ooh, we actually have jobs as secret Jesus agents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, no, like... And yeah. we're renaming the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> secret <laughs> Jesus agents. But I, go, I, I work at Indiana University, and I work in an office that with some really, really awesome people. Sure. Um, a lot of them had grew up in church. Some of them didn't. I've heard most of their stories at this point, not because I've even asked. And I made a rule that I've only broken once, uh, but I made a rule with myself that I would not invite anyone to church. Yeah. Um, and I broke it one time, and I think she's a perfect test case to even this question because she was struggling. I mean, she's out of college, out of grad school, mid-20-something, single, female living in a college town mm-hmm. struggling to find like solid you know she's got good friends yeah, but right, yeah. but a community around her and I said I'm going to break my own rule and I hopefully it doesn't offend you yeah. <laughs> uh, she's reading Donald Miller and stuff that I give her so it wasn't going to offend her uh, but I was like if you need that sort of support she doesn't have family around like right where like to me, that's a huge value of the local church. Still, mm-hmm. it's, it's flesh and blood. It's flesh and blood. It's yeah. one of the only places yeah. in the world. Like, yeah. and the longer time goes by, the more and sure. more like it's going to be like that. I talk. I talk about that a lot whenever I'm like talking to people about about Starbucks where I work. Um, it's you know, human connection is so few and far between where we sit down and and places like the church, places like a bar, places mm-hmm. like. Um, Starbucks is a place where you go and say, hey, let's go talk about like, life uh, and things. Like maybe third, third place. place. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to former partners. <laughs> <I> see. <laughs> former partners. The third place. That's really freaking yes. hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's interesting like that you bring that up because <laughs> I will actually... <laughs> exactly. And this is where... Yeah, 
I think it's interesting that you you bring that up because you. I think people like you. I I get in my job. I have I have such a weird job that you're traveling all over the place, and most of the time in Starbucks stores fixing machines. Mm-hmm. While I'm working, I'm also observing mm-hmm. through the peripheral yeah, vision, sure, and through my peripheral hearing. And there are certain stores where people will come in and they're like, they're intentionally there at the same time every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, and they know them by name. Like in the person, like you can tell, and they want to sit and talk. Yeah. They are like literally craving like any sort of, and a lot of times it's older people, which is really interesting because you know Starbucks is a lot of times viewed as sort of a younger mm-hmm. set. You know, it's not the Folgers crowd or whatever, but um, it's really interesting. But I, I, it even I've even seen it in younger people though. Like I will notice, and you can tell, you can almost feel that they are craving. Like I need somebody to yeah. acknowledge my mm-hmm. existence because you can get your existence acknowledged. In a million different ways on Twitter and Facebook, and yeah. most of the time in a really terrible way. But like, <laughs> you can get that if you want it. I mean, you, you know, can get your persona. Yes, yeah. but there are. Yeah, that's yeah. a really that's a very good distinction yeah. to make. But like, I think there's a legitimate. This, like I said, with me with church right now, and you know, my wife and I have had this discussion numerous times. And man, we got to get. So we just, I feel like we need to be somewhere, but there's nowhere in our community here like that I really have any interest at all mm-hmm. um, but I like I'm craving that yeah. but I and I sense that in people at times at a Starbucks like where they come in and they're just kind of hanging around mm-hmm. they get their coffee and they're just kind of hanging around like just waiting for a barista to say something to them or mm-hmm. they're trying to initiate conversation or whatever and sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't depending on how busy the store might be but like I even I even have customers a lot of times that will, as I'm working they'll strike up a conversation mm-hmm. with me. I've had that too. I mean they'll talk for ten minutes and I'm working and talking and I'm willing to acknowledge them in that because I I'm interested in my job and what I do and I think it's cool when other people are sort of interested in that. But I, I see that and almost feel that craving in people um, at times. I guess that's like the only thing for me that seems to that I that I look at in this, this discussion and say that I think that's what the church can offer that yeah. you cannot yeah. really get. I mean, you can get, there's a level of connection on Facebook and Twitter and any social media. There's a limited level of connection. But at the end of the day, even if you go to like eHarmony or something like that, yeah, you meet right. somebody like on a, like a dating site, it ends in a physical relationship. It, right. ends, it leads to something that culminates in like face-to-face. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Flesh and blood. Because I was sitting here thinking like you can make meaningful connections online, but that's, I mean, even with like, because I know people who met online through web dating mm-hmm. websites, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It, but it, it it's towards a physical relationship. Yeah. It's towards a relationship. Actual where, connection. Yes. Yeah. Unless you right. are being catfished. Watch out. <laughs> um, it's only happened to Michael four times. But that's a good point because when it comes to church, be it online or just it, I mean, this can the same thing can happen in flesh and blood, mm-hmm. live church, sure. uh, where the means becomes the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Sundays become the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like no, the, that's just the means to find out how messed up everyone is essentially <laughs> like, right, yeah. like it's a to gather around something better than us yeah. about someone better than us uh, that knows the way and to learn how to follow that better which requires 
knowing stuff. And I think for us, it's not because we're pastors. I mean, certain conversations have certainly been because we are the pastors. Sure, sure. Church. It's an unavoidable. But yeah. we've got enough from just converse, just the time over the last five years amongst the the six of us, the six of us, and three of us when Jordan was around and our wives to to fill up plenty. I mean, I could spend a few episodes on just how mm-hmm. to how do you screw things up? Like, yeah, you sure. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, We're writing a book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think... I'm not over not two to on church plants, so I got you there, yeah. <laughs> but I think that when it comes... When the church, however it's delivered, becomes the end instead of the means, and, and not even the means, a means. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, your hike on Saturday morning can be a means also. Absolutely, yeah. And... Your podcast with, hopefully, you know, yeah, right. The yeah. dozens of people that listen to it. <laughs> Shout out to all our JBC alums. <laughs> oh no, no, they checked out a long time ago. I'm oh, guessing. There's like yeah. a couple guys sneaking in the back room. They, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They checked out with the ones with long drinking. hair and smoking. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like me in college. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think, I mean, to your, like, to the question of like, what do you say to the person who says this? Like, this works yeah. for me. I get what I need. Yeah, yeah. First, I'd say, like, great. Yeah. I don't need to change your mind. Yeah, sure. Um, but then I think when we, especially when we start talking about the flesh and blood, is, like, we always think about, well, like, why do I need, why do I need church for, like, I don't need to go listen to someone talk about stuff and sing songs. Like, I don't need, and when we change the question or the view from, like, and I, I mean, it's somewhat cheesy, but, like, am I there to get what I need, or am I there because we all need flesh and blood, and, like, if I'm not there, I can't give it to someone else, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we have this horrible idea that has, like, idolized clergy and leadership and all that horse shit, like, sure. Explicit. Now we are. are. (laughs) He's been waiting the whole time. We're down at this point. I snuck it in earlier. In the middle of laughs. Here and on the floor. It's like that people don't realize, like, my presence here, like, you don't have to have a lot to offer. Like, my presence here is something that can be valuable to Mm -hmm. someone. And, you know, aside from community, we have a need to be needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something. I mean, that's another aspect to when we consider, like, how do we do church and what is it? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, we need people to help in the nursery. We need all the yeah, sure. regular yeah, maintenance stuff all the time. You gotta keep right? the lights on. Yeah, but of. like, <laughs> a lot of the ideas, like, oh, <laughs> we have this flesh and blood, and this person has a problem, and a pastor can talk to him or some kind of leader, and it's like, no, like, you, you can. anybody can yeah, sit down with somebody right, who has right. a problem and yeah. shut the hell up and listen to yes. this. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's really easy. Like, stuff. honestly, like, I, I felt for a lot, like, especially with with the, the church we tried to start here in town, like, one of the things we always talked about is really kind of wanting to work ourselves out of a job. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially, we did, but in the Not in the good way. But, like, in the way that, like, we wanted to work ourselves out of a job in the way that we wanted the people to understand, like, we are nothing. Like, we are no different at all. Like, yeah. we had training. I went to, means jack crap. Yeah. At all. Like, nothing. It was a four-year-long VBS church camp. Okay? So, like, <laughs> it was. 
an expensive VBS church camp. Okay, so it, we're like we're nothing. We're no different than you, other than maybe we've studied more, but it doesn't mean anything. Like right. at the end of the day, you definitely watched more Veggie Tales. Yeah, we want you to do this stuff. Like, and we did, and we had that. I think we had for for in a good way. We had that to a to a certain extent. Um, one of the ways that I feel like I, I led worship at a church. Uh, not far from here for five years while being a youth minister I was doing both um, one of the things that really my sh- thinking started to shift and I think the thinking on this is shifting for the better you know for the longest time I go to these conferences whether the youth ministry conferences worship conferences they're talking about how this church you know the church is you know it's all for God and all for God's glory and I remember thinking like I actually think that's a load of shit I think yeah. it's actually for us like the yeah. church wasn't set up for God God doesn't need any of this like mm-hmm. he even says in the song if I was hungry I wouldn't tell you like I don't need any of this crap like this is all like I'm setting like this the up the cattle for, on a thousand hills are mine yeah, yeah I'm setting this up for you I'm setting the church up for you and for the world like you know but well it's even like you know I remember even like a very popular worship artist talking about how he wasn't a worship leader; he was the lead worshiper. I remember even yeah. then thinking, "Come on, dude! Like, yeah. that's why is your face on the screen?" Right, the exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. He says with an eight million dollar. I sound switched system, the words like, in order, and now I'm like super yeah, deep and right. And I'm, even then, I didn't buy any of that. Yeah. Like, and I remember having this conversation. Somebody and I, at, at the church I was in, and I had this sort of disagreement. Somebody was like, I think the church is for us. No, it's for God. And I was like, yeah, I don't really think it is. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's supposed to be for us. And I think that that is a, a shift that's happening in the church for the better. Yeah. Is more and more people are going, this is for us. Like, not it, for, it's God. for us. Any, and it's for us in relation to other people, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, right. What, it's for us and for the world you like, grow, to do, like, help other people grow. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the key. Yeah, because like, yeah. it can be for us as long as the us doesn't become me. Yes, yes. because then that leaves us kind of exactly where we already are. Honestly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, we can yeah. say it's for God all we want, but at the end of the day, yeah, if I feel better at the end, right, then I'm going to keep coming. Right. Uh, I had a coworker, not necessarily even a counterpoint, but I think maybe slightly balancing because I agree, uh, and this is someone. Grew up from what I went to Catholic school, but grew up somewhat nominally Catholic, and uh, has very good reasons to not be a part of a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we had been having these spiritual type conversations for probably a year, and he at one point was going to come to church, and then the next didn't show up. Came into my office the next day, and he's like, "I had a panic, like was ready to go and had a panic attack and mm-hmm. couldn't do it." And I was like, "All right." You know, you can talk to him. It's my You're good. Yeah. You're like, cool. It's no worries. Just, let's just keep talking. Keep yeah. asking your questions. Yeah. Or we have mutual friends. I was like, get lunch with them. Talk to them. You know. Um, and then one day he came to church. Unannounced. I mean, in the week before he had maybe said, what time does it start again? But didn't say he was coming. Right. Just showed up and came for pretty consistently for a while. Was a part of a um, short-term small group that we had. Um and before he came, he we were talking. He was like, I don't feel like I need to go because things are going bad. I feel like most people, you know, turn to, you know, his mind, turn to religion when their life's falling apart. Sure. My life is great. I don't have an adequate place to express my gratitude. Ah, oh, nice. And Holy crap. I was like, yeah, I was like yeah. you <laughs> literally never hit anybody that walks into a church going, I just need somewhere to be happy. I've like, got a... 
ton of money, yeah. and I just need somebody to give it to. <laughs> yeah, that does never, that no, never happens. I looked yeah. at the guy, and I was like, if, and to any Red Dorians listening to this podcast, I mean, we really, I do, I love the community we have. Yeah. I feel like most of my rants against the church, I can't preach because are not they're towards. falling on deaf ears. Yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Um, but I was like, if everybody walked into our church with that attitude mm-hmm. every week, it would be a totally different thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if everybody's goal was, I want to go express my gratitude. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm just really happy with my life. Like, I, I, church has been so mandatory for so long for me, my entire <laughs> life. I'm yeah. so happy without it right now. Yeah. I can't explain it. Like, I, yeah. and I feel, I feel, and I don't think there's a direct correlation of like I'm not in church anymore, so I'm closer to God. But I'm not in church anymore, and I'm closer to God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that that's why that's happening. But right. like, it's certainly that's just the way it is right now with me. Like, I drive 1,400 miles a week on average, and it just I get so much time to like. I, just the other day, I had this weird sort of God experience. I guess I don't. That's a terrible way to describe it. But like, I'm not really sure what else to say. Buzzword alert. Ironically enough, based around an accident that I saw. Like, I was just yesterday. I was driving home from South Bend. It's a three-hour drive, and the road that I was traveling on was closed on one portion. We had to go over out, and I see the Lifeline helicopter flying in, and I got absolutely like two by four to the head. This feeling of like entering into that situation yeah. and realizing that some a number of people were having the worst day of their life. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last day of their life, but even like the family involved, worst day of their life. They're getting phone calls they dread, have dreaded forever. Yeah. You hope you never have to hear. And it was like all of a sudden I spent the next half an hour thinking about mortality and my family and yeah. at the end of it going, but I really just... I, like I'm just gonna live every. I want to live every single day, in such a way that if that happens, I can die going or be on my deathbed or my family going. You know, if it happens to be somebody in my family going, I gave them everything. Mm-hmm. I, I have no regrets. I have, and I suck at that. Like at no point. I mean, like at this point, I'm pretty sure I would have some regrets. So like, I really want to like. But no, see, like no, in all honesty, yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, the next yeah. podcast, Brad's regrets. We're just gonna, it's just a litany of regret. That's what it's going to be called. So, but I like I, so I get a lot of that time though. Like that kind of stuff happens to me periodically on the road. There's other times where I'm just tired of being in the car and I don't want to drive anymore. But that, it, like, there's certain times <laughs> where for polar pop, yeah. right? But there's times where like that kind of stuff happens, and I feel like this sort of communion with the divine or whatever that I generally never felt as a pastor because as a pastor, you guys know you're so busy with pastor stuff and church stuff a lot of times you just you know it's easy for god to sort of go to the wayside and that sounds really weird to people that have never been in that right but it's yeah. it yeah. is totally true yeah. um and so like at this point the only thing i really care about like the only thing i really miss at church is human interaction mm-hmm. in 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 communion, Think, don't touch me, oh my lord! Not not, inter- See, not interaction with Michael. Interaction with anybody but Michael. This is why we need Periscope. Like, yeah, we, we do. We need to start just Periscope and touching Brad's hand. That anyway, um, I don't even know where I was going with this to start out, but like, I really don't. You ever do? I don't. But I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess at the end of the day, the human inter- interaction seems to be what matters. Um, that you can get all the the, the the connection with the divine elsewhere. Yeah. 
yeah. anywhere, social media or in your car in some random way when you see a horrific accident. Like, like just these things can happen in weird times without the church. And that's why I've just really been, it's not even been a skepticism, just really legitimately asking the question of, like, where does the church even fit in a 21st century yeah. Earth. Yeah. Because it's such a, like, I mean, we could have never, even any of us growing up, envisioned what we have right now. Not like, right. no, none of us. You know, I remember the first time in high school getting on the internet, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> wow. Like, and you, you didn't even really take in any of the implications of what was happening. But, like, yeah. you know, with, it started out with AOL chat rooms and, like, you're talking to some <laughs> dude in Japan. Like, what? What? Like, and then all like it's morphed into Facebook Don't and Twitter you mean and yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah 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 but you know what I mean like it, none of us could have envisioned this and so I've I've just been legitimately wondering like what place and I really sort of like the only thing I can ever in, even come back to and land on is there's a flesh and blood interaction to the church that. I don't think you can really get anywhere else. Like, there's something about that. Even at a bar, if you're at a bar with friends, it's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, it's not that there's no connection there. It's not that you even, in some ways, at times, maybe you have some sense of something bigger than yourself when you're at a bar with friends or watching an IU game or whatever it might be. You can get that sense. But there's something about, I guess, and what I miss the most is that gathering around the table with other completely screwed up human beings mm-hmm. and going, we're just human beings trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And we're eating and drinking this thing that's going, it's okay. It's okay that you're trying to figure it out. We're all yeah. trying to, like, it's okay, I got it. Well, and that's the, it's the gathering around the table and depending on someone's tradition, like you taking the bread in the cup and right. you offering it and you offering yourself. Because to me, that's the big thing. Like, mm-hmm. I can't give myself away to a John Mark McMillan song. Yeah, I can't right. give I'm the same way. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael can. I, no, screen. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you, Doc. I, I'm with you. But I can't give myself away to um, a Greg Boyd sermon. Like, yeah. now, when I'm, wherever it happens, I can actually, like, meet an actual need. Like, there's the flesh and blood thing. For me, I'm always just really... I. I want to be like super awake to I am formed into the image of Christ most when I'm thinking about myself least. Right. Mm-hmm. And not to the point where I deny my yeah, myself proper like care. It's not, not yeah, 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 right. But I actually do believe like that's the way it's supposed to. I mean, if we want to become like Christ, what are what are our lives going to look like? Mm-hmm. They're going to look extremely self-sacrificial over time sure. and it's our healing is found in that sacrifice right. not be- you find life in giving up your life I mean, that's right that's like, a number of times yeah, you find like, your life lose it like the world yeah. today and the church is so much about how do i get me and god yes. right, a me and god right thing and then a couple steps further maybe like i need to be more whole and, and i'm on board yeah. yes we're pursuing wholeness I think wholeness is found when we're giving ourselves away. Absolutely. Like the last thing, and this is what keeps me out of church right now. Like the, I, was talk, I said this to my wife the other day. The last thing that I want to do right now is to go listen to a rah, rah, rah music and a sermon telling me how I can be a better person. Like, 
or here's five steps to your better marriage. Like, I don't care. I don't oh, care. Don't come this week. <laughs> <laughs> Easter Sunday. <laughs> Three keys yes. to your breakthrough. But it's not like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, it, <laughs> I don't mean that in such a way that it's not like I can't glean anything from a sermon. Oh, it's not sure. like I can't feel some sort of emotional connection to a song. Like, that is the last thing that I really want to do because I've done yeah. it for so yeah. long. I've preached so many sermons. I don't want to freaking hear another one. Yeah. Like, unless it's like, here's here's where the world is screwed up. Now, how can we go help this right now? Like, yeah, that you know what I mean. Like, that's I, I don't know. I guess that for me, that's what's that's what keeps me out of church. Is I just man, like I just want to strip it all away and just get down to what is it that really like back the, to the heart of worship. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, it's all about. Let's give myself a high five. We just took an hour and a half podcast, and Michael screwed it up in one (laughs) minute. All right, start over. All right, present. We're gonna step one. Yeah, present. Uh, Nobody did my alcohol. I am here, guys. By the way. Oh Um, yeah, we know. (laughs) We're Um, aware. All right, we got we got to wrap this up because we are way way way. We're gonna do this again. Um, Yes, we got to do this again. Um, One thing I want to say just about the the whole church part, we want you to know that if you are not going to church, you're not the worst person in the world. Like, we're, we're, mm-hmm. like there are times when you probably shouldn't be at church, when you've got to wrestle with things. And, and if you, especially if you've been hurt by the church, you, there yeah. needs to be some healing. Mm-hmm. So know that, that we're not saying that if you're not in church, then that you're going to go to hell in the handbasket. Oh, right, right, right. So, um, and I think we, we would all kind of agree that sometimes you just need healing, especially with certain things that happen in the church. Yeah. You know, how can you tell somebody who is abused by a priest right. that they need to get back into church? Right. Like, right. you know, th- there are instances that, like, right. you... No, you need to get to a, you need to get to a counselor. Yes. You need that's to get to a therapist yeah. immediately. Yeah. So we want definitely to let you know that that's... that's we're here for you. So, uh, um, but the third question, <laughs> no, no, the, but it, it's really just, um, uh, how can people, um, find you guys at your church and give us a little information about that. So, cause we do have 30% of our podcast listeners are in Indiana. Uh-huh. Part of them are in Norway too, so that's not. Wait, seriously? We yeah. got Norway, yeah. Brazil. Dude, if you could fly, I want to visit Norway. If you could fly us to Norway, we would do a podcast in your house. For free. So, for free. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Yeah. All you got to do is like pay for plane tickets and food. And <laughs> totally and worth it. it. Really, it's totally worth it. We're yes. that good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so so uh, how do people <coughs> get uh, involved at, at Red Door? Um, well, our website is, I believe, reddoorbloomington.org. Okay. Got it. Good. Um, and then if you want to email... it has a lot to do with the we go, We go, we visit the website off. Oh, yeah. I went there. <laughs> Fiscal 2013 I know that's not was true. the last time. Because you, know, you still work at Urban Outfitters, according to the website. I know. I, that's my that's fault. That's his fault. Yeah. I've been asked to update it. Um, so that's you can get that. I mean, Facebook is probably the most Red Door Church. I don't know how you find it, but you can use that search bar. Um, also, GIF and I could be emailed yeah, at Red our Door website. Church. Okay. Red Door Church on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, facebook.com slash Red Door Church. Um, or email Lucas or Giff at Red Door Bloomington. Sweet. Um, very cool. So now we're going to go into um, corrections real quick. We're going to breeze through this. Corrections oh, and it, feedback. I you guys, I forgot it. <laughs> Oh, correction. Oh, so somebody uh, on Twitter. You said you guys were Christians. <laughs> but then you said you listened to Rob Bell. And I was very confused. Uh-huh. Yes. 
30 pages <laughs> left of the new book. Yeah, um, yeah I too. I blew through some, some of it last night. Was, yeah. David Struger, or D. Struge, uh, at D. Struge on, on Twitter, um, said the brew, brewed coffee equals 25 milligrams per ounce. Starbucks tall is 12 ounces. So in order to get enough caffeine with your Go Cubes, you need seven and a half cubes to equal. One I, and I will never eat seven. I can't eat <laughs> one of awful. those in one sitting They're without awful. hardly gagging it down. So mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. We do appreciate the correction, though. Um, <laughs> and then Eugenie Ballman said uh, she was listening to episode three and she was screaming, Who is Bill Bryson into the speaker Jeopardy style? <laughs> Sports so, thing? Um, no, it oh. is. Oh, okay. It's a book that Matt referenced. Matt no. It you looks like a text. A short history of nearly everything by Bill Bryson. Yes, so oh, okay. that's what. Is he typically a young adult writer? I have no idea. Oh. I don't know. It's uh, Peebo Bryson's uh, brother. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, and then Alex Roper. I just wanted oh to say Peebo. There's a Peebo Bryson reference on this podcast. <laughs> Alex Roper uh, had a lot of nice things to say. He did all the hashtags um, and also said. Um, he loved the explanation of the universal nature of Jesus. Uh, he's been struggling, struggling with reconciling the fact that the vast majority of the planet's population are damned because they are not Christian, quote unquote. Uh, I can't believe God would design a system where a majority of beings that are designed in his image are wrong because they were born in the wrong culture. Enjoyed the podcast and will continue to listen. We will dig into that yeah. in, in depth. Feeling you, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yes. will really hit that hard at some point in the not too distant future. Adam, whosoever, gave us a picture of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, but uh, with a cross next to it. So Obi Wan Jesus. It's, I, I I don't have the picture for you, but if you get on Twitter, you can find uh, where he wrote to us. Um, and then August Blondell. Um, Listen to a lot of our podcasts in the short amount of time, so I'm going to give him a shout out. Use the we hashtags. Appreciate your endurance. Hey, thank you. Thanks for being listening. Is not recommended for this podcast. Yeah. We uh, holy we, crap! You deserve an award. Yes, we don't have any five star new five star reviews on on iTunes. So make we sure we have just a you. number of one stars though. Those yes. are all new. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, really so we, there are no new. Um, maybe there are new reviews, but no like comments or. Whatever you put with her. words, no words. All right, <laughs> something Michael Strong was As a, yes, as a reminder, rate us on iTunes. Um, the more ratings, the more visibility on iTunes. And then, if you do write a review, we'll read it online. Uh, please keep it uh, five stars, please. <laughs> We're not reading your four star. Oh, yeah, like it's like a five star review. Like this is the crappiest thing yes. ever. This sucks. <laughs> Just so we read it. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, we gotta find a hashtag. So I have I have a list of oh, I have a man. list of hashtags. <laughs> okay. So here are your options. Um, what about food stamp BMW. <laughs> no, uh, I've got live action whack a mole. Um, <laughs> That's really good. Fellow, love, fellowship on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> or secret Jesus agents. <laughs> oh, we kind of have to do fellowship on fleek. All right, so That's so good. <laughs> So if you did make it through uh, the entire podcast, thank goodness, because we're, we're at like a, an hour and a half right now. Um, if you made it through, uh, um, message us on Facebook or Twitter, hashtag fellowship on fleek. Um, <laughs> F-L- Assuming you can type through the laughter. Yes. Wow. Um, uh, and then 
uh, follow us on social media. So we are on Twitter at Pastards Podcast, Pastards with an E, P-A-S-T-E-R-D-S, uh, Facebook.com slash Pastards Podcast. Um, and then let's go around and do everyone's. I don't. You don't have Twitter, do you? I've got a Twitter. He's got. It's, it's under. He does never check. Right. It, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this, don't even bother. He checks it once a year. <laughs> I am. I am at MJ Basinger. Uh, I am at Polly named Brad. At Polly named Matt. I'm at the Canvas Talks. Or talk? talk? I think it's just talk. Talk. Yeah. Obviously. He checks it a lot. Too. I do a lot of retweets. Uh, at Luke Allen, yo, because Luke Allen was taken. Just get me on Facebook. Yeah, hit him on Facebook. Can we talk about the fact, can we put a picture of Lucas up that he looks a little bit like John Malkovich now? <laughs> John Malkovich? Whoa. You do. You look a little bit like John Malkovich. You've got the, There's somebody pepper. else you get No, no, no. you got the salt and pepper going in the beard. It's like just the right Malkovich length. I don't length. think he looks like Malkovich. Who is it that people say you look like? We do. It used to be Robert Downey Jr. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. I aged. He's like 20 years older than me or something. I aged. You look like a I younger. I would say you look like a younger John Malkovich. Not quite Teddy KGB John Malkovich from Rounders, but like a younger. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So um, as we do every episode, we are going to fire somebody into the sun. So be ready for this, guys. Um, <laughs> Uh, Brad's gonna do it this week. Um, anybody have any final thoughts before we, you know? Fire no, us? thanks. Thank you guys both for coming. That was yeah, yes. that's great. totally that's enjoyable. Great, great we'll be doing this again. Yeah. I get tired of talking to these two more. So yeah. It's nice to talk to people. The, the feeling is very mutual. <laughs> I spend forty hours a week listening to podcasts, so I'm <laughs> like super excited to be on one. Yeah, yeah. You're, especially you're, one so he well listens rated. to himself. Especially yeah, sucks yeah so we've got well ten five star reviews. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome, dude. It's more than I have. It's hilarious. We'll have to have them up again. We'll oh, yeah, that'll happen. That'll We're happen up For sure. You guys are totally invited. Yeah. Um, all right, so with that, let's uh, do this thing. Okay. Yeah. Caillou. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh.